Welcome back to another episode of The Rest, a podcast where you get to hear the rest of the story and where we continue the conversation that Sunday started. I'm your host, Jared Jacobus, and I'm here with Joel. Jared. What do we uh what do we got this week? Anything? What's new? up, man? I played pickleball for the oh, first time last you did. week. I don't know if you know that. You got the I do know that. You got the itch, <laughs> didn't you? Oh yeah. I'm, you got the pickle bug. The the pickleball bug. Mm-hmm. It's going around. It's going around. Apparently. It's viral. I get a paddle today in the mail. Mm. So can't wait to test that out. That's fun stuff. Yeah, I think I'm a I'm like a four four already. Yeah, natural. Yeah, it just just the pickleball just flies right off of the paddle, just perfectly. Doesn't well, I, it? I still have some of that Dunning Kruger effect, you know, mm. where you don't understand something very right. well and you think you're like way better at it. Than yeah, you are. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I need to get knocked down a little right, bit. Right, right. Yeah, you kind of you kind of had some some fortunate uh, early. Victories, yeah, a couple and, wins, and uh, sets you, you up. Kind of feel like the setback. You got it. You got it. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I enjoy it. Yeah, it's a more as more uh, of a workout than I thought it would be. Oh, okay. Because you see all these old people playing. Yeah, and you're like, okay, if they can do it, I can do it. And then you get out there and you start sweating a bit. I think if it's a if it's too much of a workout and you're a little older, then you're gonna get hurt. And yeah, but if I, you have skill. And you're older, and you develop it, you won't get hurt because you don't have to move around as much. Yeah, until if you're, if you once you know and you're once really you good. know a little bit, but it, it still can be like a nice low grade cardio, which is good. You need it. Yeah, I need get more your heart of that. Right up. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, you do anything interesting? Um, no, just. I've been going to bed really early. That's been really nice. Uh, that's always a good time. So I have a whoop band. We haven't talked about that. Just basically like a wearable device that uh, measures everything and more. And it's kind of like a personal coach. So what are we talking about when you say it measures everything? It measures my heart rate. It measures my calories. It measures my heart rate variability. It measures it measures my skin temperature. It measures my sleep. It measures four different types of sleep. Oh my gosh. It measures strain, different types of strain. It tells me if I did it, it gives me the ability to log every workout that I do and label it differently. So if I do pickleball, I can label it pickleball and oh, then it wow. starts to learn what a pickleball cardiovascular exercise is for me. And then it tells me every day in the morning how much sleep I got, how much recovery I've gained, how much strain I can give. Uh, I mean, and it just goes on and on. I mean, What do you do with all that information? Well, once you, the way it works is you never take it off. You wear it 24-7. So it has a. So how do you charge it? It has a battery that you uh, strap okay. onto it for you know an hour. It takes to charge and it lasts for like five days or whatever. So you just do it at night or whatever. And um, but you know you you just wear it all the time. And after it calibrates, then it really is trustworthy. It can tell you how much energy you have, how much strength you're going to have, when you need to sleep, how many calories you've burnt. Um, the kind of workouts that you you're doing and what they're doing to your body. Uh, I mean, there's so much it can tell you the sleep part is massive. It has a sleep coach 
So in the device, there's, the, a, little, there's a little sleep. There's coach. a little coach in there. Wow. Just he's just kind of kind of like, hey bud, hey buddy, <laughs> why don't why don't we go to bed? Let's it's, turn it's in. It's time for it's bed. time for bed. It's it's great. So, but uh, I'll probably talk about this on a Sunday morning one time. I don't know. Whatever. There's always reasons for analogies, but rest, sleeping. Uh, so I love CrossFit. People make fun of me for that. I don't. I don't really care. Yeah, you shouldn't. I don't really care. But uh, the there's a guy named Matt Frazier who was the male. He's like the the big time. Be, the best ever. Yeah, him and Rich Froning. So like Matt Frazier won it like four years in a row or five years in a row. And when you understand what the CrossFit Games are and what they do and the type of fitness that it would require to win that competition it's kind of mind-boggling yeah it's like a decathlon on mega it's it's a whole other level and um so the strength endurance yeah and anyway so and this guy you know he he's an elite athlete and you know i've never you probably never met anybody that's as fit as him or, or ever will in the world and he he's he says that sleep is is the kind of the X factor, you know, he's like, if sleep was a pill, it'd be the most selling drug, you know, you could ever, that would ever flood the market. It's just, it's so helpful. So he is, wears a whoop is band. Is there a period of too much sleep? Yeah. I think once you are at a place where you have the certain waves and the certain sections of sleep that you need. So and there's like a and, right amount. I think so. Yeah. And, and then a right kind to have. Interesting. So there's different kinds. I've only of, tried the one kind. Yeah. You think you're only trying one, but your body's taking you yeah. through and whatever's going on with you, you can have all different types of sleep. So when, when you've got good restorative sleep and, and all the different pieces are flowing together, you can be, you can know like, oh, I'm ready to go. So my, my whoop band will tell me you got 87% of your sleep last night. And so you're recovered at... 85% today or 72%, which is green. And that means you can take on 15.6 of your total possible strain today. Wow. So try to push your, your this. But then if you lose sleep, it'll say, or and you work out heavy, it'll say you reached your optimal strain. You didn't sleep well last night. You need to not push it today and try to just hit a 10. And so it it becomes, you know, a coach. It becomes a guide for how to push. And it also gives you expectations for uh, what to expect your body to do, you know? Interesting. Anyway, so. They just need to add in there a little like, have you read enough Bible today? Right. And that would, that would be the that would make the whoop. That would be like super whooper. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We got to get to the sponsor of this episode. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. You talked about whoop band because sponsor of this episode is whoop. What? <laughs> what are the coincidences? <laughs> that is just insane. Joel, do you remember uh, back in the day when you just couldn't figure out what kind of sleep you were getting? And yeah. you're curious, do do I have enough? Am I getting the right kinds? Yeah, and I woke up would wake up every morning like I don't what know. Just I don't know how far I can push my body right. today. Right. 
And uh, and little things like skin temperature, heart yeah. rate. Yeah. It's all a big factor in in our performance and our, our capabilities that's to right. reach optimal performance. So right. that's where Whoop Band comes in. Comes right in. You just strap it on your wrist and uh, it's like your personal life coach. <laughs> For a, health and wellness. Um, so yeah, the uh, the tagline is, have you whoop today? <laughs> <laughs> whoop, whoop, there it is. So we're in part two of our series, Fall at 514. Uh, you titled this message, which we don't often often get, you know? Yeah. Um, so the title of this message is Don't Get Swept Away. Right. And it's a play on the quote that you said, something to the effect of, if everyone swept their own front porch, then the whole world would be clean. Mm-hmm. When you first came across that quote or that excerpt, um, what about it impacted you enough to eventually give a talk on that concept? It was such a it was such a precise it was so precisely worded to bring in in the reality of you know getting your own house in order and how that porch part you know is the part that is the first facing part to the rest of the world and the visual of everybody taking the res- the, the small responsibility and the collective work of that coming together that just it was like you know it was like right in in your life and at the same time like like right in your house and right in your personal f- like your family and at the same time global at the same time it just yeah. it just kind of hit me that way i thought it was just so well put and um it's just something that that I thought that's right. Did that's you exactly right. did you connect it with the parable about the speck in your own yeah, eye? Yeah, right away. It was just like this is this is the idea that so many great thinkers are constantly trying to get people to go to uh, to move towards, and it's personal responsibility, it's personal accountability, it's taking on the burdens of life, and. It's something that really resonates with me now in my faith journey because it, to me, it brings about a reality of what faith looks like that is so much more interesting and so much more real and practical than, you know, faith is just something that I think and it's something that I believe and it's something that I aspire, whatever you know, and I'm hoping for God to do something or whatever, but faith, it's just like, here it is, man. Faith is in your hands. You got to do this. You need to be a person of responsibility. It's your job to, to, you know, practice bringing about the goodness of God into the world. And you got to do it at home first. Yeah. And, and that's, that's your job. That's your territory. And, uh, you know, I mean, Jesus talks about the, the parable of the talents you know, there's the uh, there's the idea of being faithful with a little, right? And then and then having more. And so, isn't it funny when we use the word that way? Being faithful, you know, full of faith. It's yeah. Yeah. it be, it becomes like, oh yeah, that's definitely a verb. You know, yeah, probably an adverb or whatever. But like, it's it's a verb when we're like, you need to be faithful. That's not not that's not just like, okay, I'll think about it and make sure that I believe it in my heart. Yeah, it's, it's an action. It's an action. So, um. Yeah, that, that's that's just one of the one of those ones that um, 
I love it. Let everyone sweep in front of his own door and the whole world will be clean. And what a, what a vision for the world. Everybody take care of their own stuff. Yeah, it'd make, uh, make things a lot more easy. I think so. More simple. Yeah. My second question is, what if everyone got a Roomba for their front porch? Even so, at least you're at least you're committed to uh, your own front your own Roomba, <laughs> right? At least you're committed to your own Roomba and not you know worrying about whether or not other people have their Roomba. <laughs> you know, it's uh, your job, not theirs. Do you think social media as essentially a personal soapbox for easy distribution of commentary on others um, kind of has pushed society more towards this commentary slash criticism way of behaving? Yeah, I do. I, I, I think it's just, you know, again, it's easier to be negative. It's easier to be critical on social media because you lose the fear of the physical altercation. Yeah, you're behind a screen. You're behind. You're just there's distance. It's just words, and so then words words have power, and and words make a difference, and 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 you can use them a little more vigorously when you don't have to worry about you know physically being hurt. So people just decide to go ahead and be the you know the the web warriors and uh, and say what they're going to say, and and while you know that's um a necessary part of a functioning society. Like it's important for people to share their ideas yeah. and say what they believe. It's actually one of the only ways that good, good ideas come about is when bad ideas are allowed to be shared and there can be conversation and kickback and you throw ideas into the, the Agora or whatever you throw it into the, you know, the, the market and the, the places that people have their discussions. And, you know, if multiple people are looking at it at the same time, then, you know, at, at some level you can have goodness and truth rise to the top. Um, at the same time, when, when it gets put for all the people, it can go the other way as well. So I think it's just made the type of things that people say more intense because they don't, again, have to be afraid. They say what they want and there's more of it, you know, in your life. Like if you have your family or your neighbors or your friends and how, how much are you conversing, but this, you know, Twitter and just never ending, never ending and, and no limit to the amount of people that can just say what they're going to say. So it can, it can go bad. Yeah. It just makes it really easy. You can, be scrolling at lunch and see something yeah. and you can just type out like yeah. you're an idiot you're, real fast right, yeah. and send it. And you're on you're you know, right. you're on with the rest of your right. day and you don't have any recourse for what that does. Yeah, and I will say that this this quote there 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 are some I think everybody has their offenses, the things that bother them. You know, I have those. There are things on social media that r- really bother me. And there have been a couple, I, I am not very active in terms of the uh, chat, yeah, you know, comments part. and stuff. But there have been a couple times where I've made some comments about things that, you know, I 
thought I should have my opinion and or whatever be critical of. And this one has made me just go, who cares? Yeah. Like what, what, if I'm focusing on that, what am I not dealing with, with me? Yeah. What's it taking and, time away from where I could Yeah, and it's just so easy it. to like bring up a point in a vacuum when no one knows you. But just because you may be right or you might have something vicious to say that's clever or witty or whatever, that doesn't mean that you know, you can become like the superhero or you're, you know, you're the winner. You're, you're the one that knows, or you trumped them or you won the argument, but it's like one argument about one thing or things. And you can just be a complete horrible person. Yeah. But you, you know, it, you just come across as your handle. And so it just, it's, it's very deceiving. It's very thin. It's very, there's a pretty big facade to the social media interactions. Yeah, but I agree. It's part of it. I like that you mentioned Stoicism and Epictetus. Yeah. Um, Stoicism is founded by a Phoenician named Zeno. And that's like around the 300 BC mark. Um, and I actually really like the Stoic philosophy. It's mm -hmm. helped me kind of um, personally develop a mindset that I use to better live out um, the life of a Christ follower. Mm -hmm. um, because I think a lot of it can be connected to how Jesus instructs us mm -hmm. to live. Do you think that's okay to use something like Stoicism to complement a Christian way of living? Or could there be some kind of conflict um, that could steer us towards something that's unhealthy? I think you have to understand the kind of the epicenter of the worldview of something and, to know kind of where these ideas are coming from and then be able to parse out what you think is good and true and, and, and lines up with the biblical view and the Christian view and the view of Jesus and, and make sure that you, you know, when you lay those layers over top that you don't let both come through Yeah, that only, you know, the truth that comes through. I mean, the whole, all truth is God, tr God's truth. So I, you know, I don't think that there's anything wrong with when, you know, great minds figure out realities that matter to people all the time and 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 are true and are wise. Yeah. You know, I mean it's wisdom. It's it's the way the world works. There's certain things that they tap into about the way the world works. It's like that makes a lot of sense. You know, I I I think everyone would do better if they and this isn't just like some guy that, you know, wrote a book last year. This is like, like you said, thousands of years of Greek thought and ideas and paradigms and thinking about the way the world works yeah. and putting that together and coming up with these practical, you know, steps. The idea of the dichotomy of control is not just something that kind of came on a whim. It comes through, you know, thousands of years of wars and trials and combat and just understanding the way the world works and understanding the way government works and medicine works. And you start to see in the, in the smart people can kind of reduce these ideas down to, you know, one good, one thing to think about is you need to control what you can control and not think about or deal with stuff you can't, which is something that our parents say to us. It's become yeah. so ubiquitous, you know, it's just, it's like, it's not up to you. You shouldn't worry about that. Don't do, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, 
don't, you know, that, that, that doesn't matter, you know? And that's what, yeah. that doesn't matter. It, it's not of matter to you. Yeah. You shouldn't deal with it. So. And even if it does matter, if it's still outside of your control, yeah. you're just wasting energy. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. I, so I, I think, yes, but I, I do think, you know, I mean like the Stoics, you know, they believed th they were pantheists. Yeah. So they believe that God was in and part of everything. They believe the world itself is divine and has this inner spark and that it's all like kind of this fire and it will eventually combust itself into a glorious flame and then rise again into what was eventually started. So like that, that I'm just like, yeah, uh, you know, like that's not, I don't, you know, I don't believe in that and, and don't believe that's the nature of things. But I also don't dismiss the the insight into what they're getting at even with those core yeah. fundamental values yeah, um more of a virtue based yeah yeah no and just just the level of thought i mean i think it's important to step back and go look i mean the devil's the father of lies and so when there's a lie you know it's important to recognize that and know that and know the truth but you know a lot of these people are trying to figure out what what is right and what is yeah. true and what is good and 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 they don't they don't have the full revelation of god and so they're you know they're piecing together the material world or what they've experienced with math and science and and not that's not all bad yeah have you ever had any other um philosophies or any other schools of thought that you've used um to Kind of like add some either perspective or direction uh, into Christianity, mm. like anything to supplement um, and add some clarity around. Like any a of totally that. different school of thought. Man, it would take me a minute to think about that. I've been affected by lots of stuff. Well, it could be like adjacent. It could be um, something that could be complementary. Mm -hmm. I have to think about that. I don't I don't have anything that like um I mean tons of different, you know, authors that I appreciate, some atheist atheist authors, atheist historians, atheist Christian historians, um uh some clinical psychologists. I would say that the realm of psychology and studying like the human brain and emotions and and that whole camp has made it has made a big impact on me. Yeah, that's a really interesting space. Yeah. Um how how people operate and like yeah. why they operate in a specific manner. Yep. Uh so I, I, I think probably that. And again, that's just seeing seeing what humans have found in the material world and in in, you know, the anthropological realities that they see and, and how humans live and, 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 and figuring out what that's about, where that comes from and what that, what that's for. And that, and so I don't, I don't, those, these ideas again, don't contradict the truth. You know, yeah. they are an exposure to the truth and, and they show insight into how God made this mind work and made our bodies work and made emotions work. And I find all that stuff to be important and I find it to be 
based upon people who have this kind of idea that everything I need to know about life, I can get from the Bible. Now the Bible says the word of God has everything for life and godliness. And so I do believe that you can live a holy life with the word of God, but I don't believe that the word of God is just, it means the Bible. I believe it means the spirit of the living God. And, and so I believe that, you know, people need to expand their horizons and read and learn different philosophical worldviews. And I think sometimes it helps it, it helps it to bring clarity, you know, yeah. when you think about what Jesus is saying, it's interesting, right? Like he's saying something that some really smart people have said before. Yeah. Right. So, you know, if he had a problem with it, he wouldn't say it, Yeah, (laughs) you know, but he says in his own way, sweep your own porch. Yeah. So if he doesn't really have a problem with, you know, the concept that um, the Stoics believe in the dichotomy of control, or at least that you need to control what you can control or deal with what's in front of you before you deal with it. That's what he says. He's like, do this first, then do that. You know, there's a, there's a correlation there. Yeah. So, yeah. Paul quoted a, um, I think in, in one of his New Testament letters, there's several times where he quotes, you know, um, pagan writers to, to make his point. One or two points. I can't remember off the top of my head, but there's one part I know where he quote Cretans. He calls them Cretans or something like that. Maybe it's in First Corinthians. I can't remember. Somebody can look that up and find some someone that's tuned in. But like, so I don't think there's anything wrong with like pulling in. Like, well, this guy thought this, and let's 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 bring this to bring light to the to more light to the truth of who Jesus is. Yeah, and the Christian life. Yeah. What kind of practical personal work can we start doing to start to shift? Um how we see the shortcomings of others and to start being able to see our own shortcomings and then be able to work on those areas? Yeah, practical things. I think, you know, I think it's important for Christ followers to hold in in balance, you know, simultaneously the reality of what it means to be human made in the image of God, fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, and, and, and then to be flawed, you know, to have, to have a sin nature, to have problems from the way we desire things from the way we worship from the choices that we make and, and to hold those things simultaneously and 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 be able to to speak the truth and and say who who I am is made in the image of God I'm loved by God and to to hear God and know that God loves us and that he would do anything for us and that he made us and 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 uh, that he has great purpose for our lives and that at the same time we go and I know God that without you and and without following you that I you know, I will go astray. I'll go off the path. I'll make a mess of my life. I'll make a mess of people's lives. When we talk yeah. about hell, 
Um, I was thinking about that cutting the grass this weekend. It's just like so many people, you know, think about hell in the sense of where you're going to go when you burn forever. And when Jesus talks about hell, he's talking about this place where horrible things happened in real life on earth yeah. at that time. And when you, when you think about hell, so much more of hell uh, in, in the Bible is, is life that's not lived according to the principles of the kingdom of God and the un, the, you know, the untransformed life and, and therefore the folly of man that plays out and, and all of, and, and any of God's creation that turns away. So, um, so I think that there has to be for people a moment where they recognize their beauty and goodness and they recognize their need for growth. Yeah, because both are both true. are true. And, and but there has to be that. And it, it, I think that if you're too heavy on one, you miss it. It's like there's nothing wrong with you. You just do what you want to do. Be you and only you and do what you whatever. I think no, that's not what that means. It's like you're made, you're beautiful, you're an individual and, and God has purpose for your life, but every human being has a has the propensity to move off of God's will for their for his, for their life. So find out what that is, right? Find out where you move away from God. It's just the it's 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 the time of like looking in the mirror. It's the time of going to God in prayer and saying, God, you know, search me, oh God, like David said, and, yeah. and you try me and yeah. show me and see if there's any wicked ways in me. Like, what a humble question, you know? Yeah. Hey God, like, what are my wicked ways? Now, again, in some church cultures, it's like humans are all wicked and there's nothing good. That's not true. There's no goodness that we can do to fix and make God save us, but we are good and made in his image and we go wrong and all the time. So it's God, where am I going wrong? Where am I wicked? Where am I missing the mark and not doing what a human who was made by you is supposed to do? And just if you really ask that question, what, what, God, how am I wicked? Yeah, it's a hard thing to ask. You know, and like, if you can write down like five things, you know, I mean, you're starting to get like, this is dark. Like we kind of had a little staff meeting about like, if you really want to grow, you have to go to the dungeon. Yeah. You got to go into the darkness. And we talked about how that's why all throughout folklore, the the dragon is the one protecting the gold in the dungeon, in the, in the you know, wherever, like the, was it the desolation of smog or whatever in, yep. in the Lord of the Rings and all these stories, right? Of the dragon that's sleeping, you know? Well, why? Because you got to, if for you to grow and you to get the gold that life has to offer you, you got to go in there, man, and face the beast. And so you have to, uh, you got to ask yourself, okay, how am I wicked? How am I wicked? And that's dark. Like, that's like- Yeah, it's really dark. Woo! You know, it's like you want to art, uh, but, but I mean- articulate it. And that's what confession is actually. So confession, it means to agree with. It means to say the same thing. So if the judge says you were going 85 and a 55, confession is I was going 85 and a 55. So God will show you 
where you're wicked. Yeah. You know, say you're going 85. And for you to confess, just say, I was, I am, I do. You know, so if he tells you like, man, you have like a, you have a, you know, a bitter heart or you are like, you just, you're money hungry or you struggle with lust and porn and you're like, that's ruining your life. Like, then say it. God, I'm wicked. This is off. This isn't right. And now you start to see that, okay, here's some areas that need to change. Yeah. And then don't just like, you know, I don't, don't just sit there and, you know, bask in your sorrows and just go and say, God, help me. But the way that God works all throughout the Bible is put off and put on. So he's not just going to say, put off the wicked. He's going to say, put on the good. And that is the whole point. So what is the good? Yeah. Now define the good. Now define, take your life and define your top three priorities, not things you think like Jesus. Jesus is not your priority. Jesus is who you worship. He's your God. Yeah, your priority is what you do because he's helping you order your priorities. Because Jesus is your God, what are your priorities? So develop my faith, whatever that looks. I want to grow more. I want to be more like, I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to pray. Those are like obvious things. Spend time doing that. Great. But then it's your wife. You know, how much time are you spending every day sweeping the porch in the sense that you're like, I'm taking care of my wife. I'm like, I'm looking out for her. I'm asking her. I'm here for her. What does she need? I'm I'm leveraging my energy for her. I'm putting off my um, desires to do all that stuff. So then you, what happens is you, here's what's wicked. Here's here here's what I need to replace it with my priorities, and fill your life up with four things. And that and 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 that's your that's your porch. Yeah. Clean your porch, do your job, do what's in front of you. So it's like, you know, I'm at the place in my life where, you know, I mean, I've got my wife, number one priority, my kids, second priority, my job, third priority, uh, probably my physical health and well-being, that type of thing. Um, So like, you just take those three things, four things, that's a lot of time if you do them with intentionality and you do them well. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and obviously in all of that is the the opportunity to serve, the, the the looking for for you know whatever God is leading you to in the day, the kindness, the the gentleness, and all that weaves into how well you do those priorities. It's kind of the fabric of it, but the frame of it is like this is what I'm building my family, my, my job. And so then you put the fabric on and it's all the fruit of the spirit and it's the way that you do it. But man, like I don't have time when I am occupied by sweeping the porch. It's like, dude, I don't have time. 
And, 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 you know, the times that I get drawn away to the thoughts that are not good to maybe patterns is when I have too much time. Yeah. You know, it's when I'm not alert. It's when I'm not busy, not busy in the sense of doing, but not full of important things to be doing. Yeah. When you have those priorities set and you are doing them well, there's not much margin yeah. for the other things to fit in. Yeah. And it's just like your mind is occupied with, you know, it's like, I don't know, man. It's like, there's so much out there and there's so much criticism and there's so many things, but I'm just like, dude, I got to like take care of my wife today. I got to take care of my kids today. I got to like do my job really well. You know, like I don't really like, and this is what God has for me. This is what yeah. God has put in front of me. This is my job, my family, my job. My job happens to be ministry, but then any ministry opportunities that come adjacent and part of just my life and the community that I live in, I don't really have time to be like wondering. Now as a leader, it's my job to, to uh, encourage you. Uh, you know, as a person that works in a church and this team and our entire church yeah. to lead them to be doing these same things. And, and, and I have time to do that, but I don't really have time to be looking like, Jared, are you cleaning the porch? Like, are you taking care of your, you know, like it's, you know, like, and being yeah. critical of you and you're not doing a very good, you know, I just don't have, I don't even have time for that. And if we all thought that way, yeah, the whole world would be clean. Yeah. Thought and, uh, behave and behave you know, that way put it into action yeah this has been an awesome episode there we go man that do you was... have uh, anything to add before we close out uh, anything to add I, lo I love the idea of uh, you know I talked about the pearls to the swine yeah I think I think I talked about it way more in the second service than the first oh okay yeah. So th that might not be the one posted, but I did talk about the pearls to the swine and just the idea of when Jesus was here, he was focused on the house of Israel and getting that house in order before you take the message to the Gentiles. And yeah, that's partly that's partly what that pearls thing is about because he's it's literally right after take the speck, you know, take yeah. the plank out of your own eye and he's like and don't cast the pearls to the swine. It's not just we got the goods and they don't they don't deserve it. It's we need to take care of our stuff first. They're not going to understand it until we get it right. Yeah. And get our house in order. And so, um, and just another way of saying the same thing. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think that this is a huge thing. And I think the only other thing I'll add is like people will ask questions like, well, what about like, social work and you know social justice and like making the world better and it's like i do believe that you should be involved in things that make the world better but not as your number one priority yeah not as you your life is falling apart but you're gonna go and hold up a sign and you know it's like i think a lot of people that go and protest and all this stuff it's like i, I i'm i I'm, I'm it's like that's awesome protest for people but like are you is your life in order yeah you know what i mean like do you have your stuff going well or like are you just like out here saying this one thing but like everything's a mess at home like i just think get your stuff together and then you advance out faithful with a little more yep. you know yeah uh it's also on the line of 
um, getting your stuff in order. Like you're not going to do anyone justice if you're not in a good position yourself. Yeah. Like As you an can't individual. be a wreck and go out there and do really great things. Yeah. How much can you do? Just yeah. make noise. Yeah. Come on. That's a waste of energy. Yep. Now I, I agree. I, I, I believe in, in voting and I believe in, you know, making those changes. But when you become so fixated on cleaning up the world, but you haven't ordered your life. Yeah. You got your priorities messed up. You'll make a lot more difference getting yourself together and then taking that type of person into the yep. world. Yeah, absolutely. So, Thanks for being yep. here with us this week. Uh, as always, uh, we'll be here next week to cover part three of Fall at 514 on The Rest. <laughs>